0: Welcome to Main Unstream, real people, real experience, and unfiltered intercourse, free from hype and hidden agendas, with your host, Paul Langer. Welcome to another Main Unstream. Uh, I'm Paul Langer for those <laughs> who haven't logged on via my page. Um, appreciate you joining. If you are not seeing this live, where it's going out live, uh, by, by watching the replay somewhere and there is a notification and a subscription uh, option then I'd be grateful if you would, uh, uh, if you find value in this, subscribe and click the notification button so you are first to hear when there's a new episode. Okay, that's over. Thank you. Uh, lots to talk about. I may have to break this down into a couple of different episodes because there's just so much going on. Um, one. Let's just start out briefly with... The, how this whole thing's progressed. You know, last year was the period of, you know, it was the whole setup, it was the, the staging, setting the stage, you know, conditioning people, softening up the population. So I refer to my notes here so I don't have a, a Bidenitis moment. Um, you know, it's it's one thing that I have to refer to notes. It's another thing that Biden has to, you know, when when it's about this stuff, um, it's another thing that Biden has to refer to his notes when he he tells someone what he um what he decided with regard to and he instructed people to do with regard to russians and stuff like that i think that's quite shocking in any case um last year was the conditioning the softening up of the population you know basically testing the resolve of people and they always knew and and by the way this is not the this is not something you need to go and blame one party or another or one leader or another because if you look across the world i realize everyone is sort of well, the greater majority of people are very f- locally focused in terms of their own country, their own area, their own state or whatever. But you need to take a step back. Certainly, we need, all need to engage locally. We need to engage this, this thing that's happening locally. Yet we also need to look at a, a, a big picture and see that there is a pattern across the world and the pattern is that it is not a question of left or right and if you're still confused about left and right there is no left or right go check out one of the previous episodes where i discussed that but if you think it's a labor or a liberal a democrat republican a conservative or whatever uh issue um then it's not there is no one um ism or whatever in politics which is doing what i would call the right thing by the people of its country versus and, and that that's structurally and consistently versus the other ism that it opposes or it stands divided we are told stands divided against you know everything everything we're, we're, we're given from on high is really set to divide us so um don't go blaming any one party and, and don't go blaming any one person because it's not about that. yeah. And if you do, then you're going to have a knee re- knee jerk reaction and go and vote for the other party. You really don't want to go and vote for anyway, um, unless you go and choose independence. We'll get into that one a little bit later. So. They've been testing the resolve of people. And I, by they, I don't necessarily mean the government. I mean the people who who pay the government. That's, you know, shockingly, if, you, if you're if you just um, tuning in for the first time or if you're just red-pilling for the first time, you might realise that the people who pay the government are not the taxpayers. They're someone much higher up uh, in a very small minority globally. Uh, and, you know, where they're focused, what they're, what they're doing is they're directing the governments around the world and, and uh, with the support of big tech and support of the media and various huge corporates who are, are you know, on board with this thing, they're, they're looking at the middle. So they really—they realise that at both ends of the, of, of the spectrum that they've created, there are going to be people who are steadfast in their way. There is absolutely no way they're going to move. So looking at the middle, and in the middle, you've got um, directly in the middle, you've got these people who can go either way, and, and, and left and right of that, up and down that whichever way you want to go you have people who can be influenced who can be persuaded and we're seeing that more and more i mean i'm seeing it uh around me in in um in in my networks my wife is seeing it i'm seeing it with people i know uh in their work environment um you know, some people say no i don't want to go and have the vaccine i know this COVID is all rubbish all the rest of it. the next thing you know they're getting vaccinated really i mean seriously because all of this is based on Fear. Um, there was a great. I should have broadened up. Actually, It was a great quote by John Adams. But um, I will. Uh, it essentially comes down to this: every government rules by fear. And there was an interesting article from the CDC. I'll put it in the. Uh, I'll put it in the episode notes for you um where they have revised as many countries around the world australia i think is the exception many countries around the world haven't revised their covert death numbers you know be previously you trip over the gutter and break a leg um and whether you have covert allegedly in your system or not um you you could be written up as a COVID death because there was money involved in writing it up as a COVID death. Now, the CDC has revised that and has acknowledged that, um, as it so has many many countries around the world, um, has has recognised that every COVID death had at least one and several other underlying medical conditions. And that was the primary cause of so-called COVID deaths. The secondary cause of deaths with COVID was, interestingly, anxiety, according to the CEC. anxiety, fear. Fear is the largest contributing factor in everything we are saying, whether it's the PSYOP toilet paper, um, the toilet paper PSYOP I talked about last episode, or anything else, the lockdowns and all this other rubbish they're going on with, um, everything is designed to create fear. Fear controls populations. Look around you. People are either afraid of the virus They're afraid of getting it. And, and, you know, if they believe that this thing is deadly, yada, 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 you totally get that they're afraid of it. Then there are those people who cave, those in the middle, right? So those who, in that, that big middle section, those who cave in, get the vaccine, get the whatever, start, you know, do as they're told, face masking up, finding all that normal, saying with one breath, oh, yes, it looks like a dictatorship, and then with the next breath saying, yeah, but, you know, it's probably required. like Really? Uh, these people, these people are acting out of fear, right? Some are acting out of fear because of the virus. Others are acting out of fear because of losing p- the possibility of losing their jobs. I know other people have acted out of fear because, well, they want to be able to go on travel. Uh, another person I know acted out of fear because, well, his mother is overseas and he wanted to be able to bring her to Australia, right? You know, overseas in another nation where she was born, so she's a foreigner. He wants to bring her here and pet here. And he said, I can't travel over there and get her and bring her back here if I'm not vaccinated. Um, Fear. Fear is driving the whole damn thing. And it's interesting, especially those people who have strong, allegedly have strong beliefs, faith beliefs. Um, Fear and faith cannot live in the same space. And it's quite interesting that a lot of these people are still living in fear. So I have to question, you know, how strong is really their faith? How strong is your faith if you believe that this thing is going to go and get you, in, you know uh, act of God coming down and striking, or whatever it's going to be? Speaking of act of God, nice little segue, not intentional, but it just sort of seems to work really well. If something goes wrong with this vaccine, as we all know, or any of these vaccines, I think unless you've been living under a rock, you would know that you are unable to sue the. Um, you are unable to sue the, ph- the pharmaceutical manufacturers. Uh, They've been given immunity globally. Blanket immunity by every government pretty much. There may be a few governments out there haven't, but I wouldn't know where they are. If there are, I'd love to go and move there. Uh, So please put it in the comments if you know any country which hasn't given the pharmaceutical companies blanket immunity. uh, Vaccine most pharmaceutical companies have in most countries for anything else anyway. But um, so you can't sue vaccine company, and if you are in business or if you're losing money in other ways because of this thing, you can't sue the government. So my proposal is that the politicians who make these decisions should be personally liable. You make a bad decision in business, you make a bad decision on the street personally, and you cause harm to somebody else, you become liable. Someone takes you to court, the judge sits there and says, yeah, uh, Mr. Blogs, you caused this. You made a bad decision. You took you took incorrect action. You caused this harm. You caused this pain. You are liable. You have to pay. So I propose the, the politicians be made to pay in future when this whole thing comes down to a proper trial and we get some clarity on the on it. Um just something to put out there. Think about it. Because it'd be it'd be really good if more lawyers would speak up and and and, and take up the flag. There are lawyers around the world doing a few. Uh, in Australia that uh a couple although one of them um uh, let me i can never pronounce her surname very well serena tafaha she's in victoria she was battling the dictatorship of dan andrews and the tyranny down there and of course what do they go and do a little bit like rudy giuliani she's in good company there of course rudy giuliani had his his uh license to practice law um pulled in new york Well, she's had her license to practice uh pulled in victoria Hmm. don't like what you say freedom of speech is going down the drain rapidly, people, and this is you know. Uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff I could go on, and 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 I have a lot to talk about. And like I said, I'll probably break this up into into multiple episodes because the today, really, the core message is freedom of speech, irrespective, irrespective of whether you are for vaccination, against vaccination, whether you believe COVID to be real or COVID not to be real, right? Whatever your beliefs, I'm not going to weigh in on that one right now, but whatever your beliefs are, you previously lived in a free society. You may still think that you live in a free society if you're one of the Covidian supporters, you know, you're a supporter of Covidianism, you think it was all dandy, rose and, rosy and whatever. You may still believe you live in a free society, but we have some things, some some uh, uh, restrictions which you don't like, you know. But that said, I've, I've talked to some of the most hard-nosed socialism supporters that I know, and even they are finding some of the restrictions quite alarming or ridiculous, at the very least, and starting to not resemble, for them starting not to resemble a free society for the rest of us, well, it it hasn't resembled a free society for a darn long time. People who speak out are cancelled. Lawyers, politicians, Craig Kelly, attacked and had to lead the Liberal Party. Uh Pete Evans did an interview with him, I think it was in episode six of Main Unstream, did a great interview here with him regarding entrepreneurship. Fantastic bloke. He has been canceled in one of the most abusive ways possible. Uh, as soon as you speak out, you are canceled. And so irrespective of whether you where you stand on this whole argument, now is the time to stand and be he have your voice heard for the freedoms you have enjoyed until now and people who are uh on the side of the debate where they say listen I'm not into the vaccine I don't see the necessity I think that this whole this whole thing's a con um uh for a bigger bigger picture great reset etc and and I stand with you there um when talk, what you need to do now I mean a lot of people get upset and get nasty and 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 uh, you know just go off on on tangents about stuff and never give say specifically what can be done. I'm telling you now what you need to do right now is you need to appeal to people's sense I would say common sense, but there's not much common about common sense. You need to appeal to people's sense of freedom, the freedom that they have loved and their their choices that the choices that they make, they should be allowed to make, and the choices you want to make, you should be allowed to make. That is part of a free society because, as much as the, the choices that are being made by the elected officials right now may resonate with them, those same people may be next. You know, uh, they find it fantastic that everyone should be vaccinated. Well, what happens next when um, the government, said, when, when the elected officials say, Well, uh, sorry, you're not allowed to, to, to have your crack cocaine, right? there are people you know there's there's an entire industry in financial segment of the financial service industry they all do cocaine it's just ridiculous you know no one no one no one does anything about it no one seems to know officially i don't know um but uh, yeah. ask anyone on the inside if they you know if 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 uh, if they're prepared to speak out they'll tell you every you know so many people they're doing coke every damn day it's crazy and you know what happens when the when the government I mean <laughs> it's illegal to start with right it's legal now right but they're still doing it um what happens when the government says hey you're not allowed to be uh be gay you're not allowed to get gay have gay marriage anymore we let you do that just to 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 get you on side now we're going to turn it back because it could happen just as easily cancel culture is happening everywhere you need to talk to people and get them to understand that the freedoms that they still perceive that they have and that they enjoy even though they don't care about, you know, you, a two-tier society, you, you're not having the same rights as them because you're not vaccinated, even though they don't really care too much about that, there is something that they care about which could easily be taken away tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. And they, if, if they can't see that, then you know, step away, come back, Try another time, but that is the discussion to be having right now because right now is a pivotal moment in history, yet again, another one of them where we either push back hugely against this thing, not push back against the vaccine. If people want to get vaccinated, get them vaccinated, right? Personally, I think with this whole damn thing, let it run its course. You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I just don't come near me with that crap. um but let the thing run its course. People will die. People have been dying anyway. People n- used to die from the flu. Apparently, no more. Not last year, anyway. Apparently, this year the flu numbers, are, flu number, the deaths, flu death numbers are back up. Uh, well, COVID deaths have gone down. Like in Australia, so far in the first three months of the year, we had one apparently. Right? Yet we had so many, over three hundred. Uh, people who who died after being vaccinated now of course we can't attribute those deaths to the vaccine because well you can fall over off a curb get hit by a bus and still be marked as a code death but you know that that connection and it may is not being allowed to be drawn with the vaccination and there have been tens of thousands of adverse effects from the vaccine now in the, in the netherlands it's uh, similar numbers actually higher uh and in the u.s uh significantly higher so uh have them have the discussion with people about freedom. Right now is the choice. If people think, "Oh yeah," but as soon as everyone's get va- gets vaccinated and this thing's eradicated, it's never going to be fucking eradicated. Get a brain. It's never going to be fucking eradicated. Okay, not going to happen. But nonetheless, they keep going on about as soon as everyone's vaccinated and the thing is eradicated, and then everything opens up again. Bullshit. It never opens up again. Do, were the freedoms that were taken away from us after nine one one were they ever restored? No, they weren't. Now, governments rarely give back anything. They rarely give back anything. You think is ever going to get um, uh, gun ownership back? I don't think so. America's the last bastion of of, um, of gun ownership rights, pretty much. Maybe there's another country out there. I don't know, Uzbekistan or something. I have no clue but about, about those countries. But um, in so-called first world countries, America is pretty much the last bastion of, of, of that freedom. But, uh, you know, The most important one is the freedom to say, speak your mind, the freedom to go out and be with people, the freedom of movement, the freedom to practice a religion, the freedom to to commune with people. And those freedoms are being taken away. They're taken away right now. New South Wales is in lockdown again. You know, you can't can't go out, uh, be outside with more than two people, more than one person from a household can't go shopping, apparently, as of today. This is this is this is Nazi Germany. This is not 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 just nazi germany this is occupied countries countries occupied by nazi germany and people are not seeing the parallels their freedoms are being removed and that is the discussion to be going ahead with people all right now um i've still got a few minutes left so i just want to run some things by you, you know um one one of the arguments you hear is that um you know oh uh, all these experts, all these scientists are saying and all these doctors and, and whatever are saying that um, you know, the vaccine is safe and this is safe. And especially politicians are saying the vaccine is safe. Well, I just want to remind you that uh, <clears throat> five out of six doctors, scientists and politicians would also confirm that Russian roulette is completely safe. You may have seen that meme somewhere around. I thought I'd make my own because um, it's so true. Five out of six would say it's completely safe. One less so. Another thing to remember with regard to this whole thing is that um, doctors, doctors have been told, you know, um, well, doctors around the world, let me go get down there. I might get I might get fact checked. Um, doctors around the world have either been very verbose and have been cancelled, have been shut up, or they have stayed silent now in australia you don't hear many doctors speaking up and it was recently brought out that australian doctors i talked to before about pharmaceutical immunity uh pharmaceutical company immunity apparently doctors in australia who administer the COVID vaccines are being given immunity and i find that shocking because it says that they didn't want to go and do the vaccinations in the first place now they will because they have immunity. Something wrong about that. You know, every doctor everywhere around the world takes this thing called a Hippocratic Oath. There's not so much Hippocratic Oath going on these days as hypocrisy. Two different words, two different meanings, obviously. But I just want to highlight this is this is um this version, this translation of the Hippocratic Oath is strictly directly from the NIH website, you know, Anthony Fauci's website. And that bit in the middle is really interesting. I will use those dietary regime regimens, which will benefit my patients according to my greatest ability and judgment. And I will do no harm or injustice to them. I find it really interesting that first bit's, you know, we always hear about do no harm and the Hippocratic oath. but that, that, that first bit, I will use those dietary reg- dietary regimens, which will benefit my patients according to my greatest ability and judgment. We haven't heard too much from doctors during this thing about um, boosting your immune system. I've, uh, I've spoken to one doctor, and I won't say whether it's a he or she. And I'm not being the being woke by saying they. Uh, I just don't want to reveal whether it's a he or a she, so the the uh, Gestapo goes after that person. But well, that person has been very vocal with regard to his with his pay. Oh, you go to him, bugger. Oh well. Um, how many how many male doctors are there in New South Wales? Anyway, in Queensland. Um, anyway this doctor has been very vocal with patients and also with me um I'm not a patient um about ways to boost the immune system but further we hear nothing you know yet the hippocratic oath says you know that um says that they will use those dietary regimens which will benefit their patients according to their greatest ability and judgment and they will do no harm so if they're going to do no harm why do they need immunity from prosecution or you know uh, lawsuits not prosecution but lawsuits if they administer the vaccine they either believe the thing's safe or they don't the reality is they know it can't be proven it can't be proven safe even the tga admitted that in a recent um senate hearing uh senator roberts from queensland uh posted a couple of videos on his website about that i have snip i have the clips uh, saved before they get memory hold um where the tga uh admits that it's not you know, it's not safe basically they, they admit that they cannot sorry they don't admit it's not safe they, they admit that they cannot know that it's safe yeah and that's quite shocking that's quite shocking yet these people are going out and, and spreading it So just on that and just quickly back to this thing you know um, which also plays into another thing so many people out there whether it's in the public or otherwise are saying hey you know this is the way it is all they're doing is reading mainstream media. But what they're giving you is a logical fallacy called the argumentum ad populum. If you've never heard of it, go and look it up. It's real simple, though. It just says that just because, you know, 33 million Frenchmen like frog's legs doesn't mean they taste good. Right. And this one's a pretty or in your face one. Look, you know, everyone thinks it's a sheep except one person says it's a wolf. But if majority rules, then obviously it will be a sheep. It's not argumentum ad populum when you're talking to people. I get this all the time. Oh, but look at all these people who are saying this. Look at all these people who are saying that. And I said, listen, it's a logical fallacy. It's what's called a logical fallacy, the logical fallacy of the argumentum ad popular. And they're like, huh, what? Anyway, that's a, that's a good one for you to be able to use when you're talking with people. Now, uh, like I said, there's loads to talk, but I'm going to skip that for now. I'm going to, and I'll come back to that on another episode. There's, um Two final things I want to leave you with. Okay. One is this guy, Carrie Mullis, who died in on August 7th, 2019, at the age of 74, ripe old age, good innings. Yeah. And he died. The official cause of death what death was uh uh heart disease and respiratory failure. Um where are we? There we are. So heart disease, heart and respiratory failure brought on by pneumonia. Um I'm not going to go into uh, spreading theories around this. I just find the timing of his death very convenient and um, there are enough um, substances out there of various forms which can quite easily mimic heart disease and um, respiratory failure. I'll leave that one there for other people to do their own investigation I've done mine about that and I know that there are substances out there for that Uh, and um, quite popular to use those sorts of things when you want to mimic something and not have a trace left behind Uh, because as I said the timing is very convenient I thought Uh, August 2019 10 weeks before event 201 which was on the 18th of October 2019 one month before and released the virus because we know now, we know now for some time that that um, virus, uh, SARS CoV 2, was released in November 2019. That's been known for some time as well. October 2019, uh, Event 201 was a pandemic planning event which mapped to the COVID scenario so closely that uh, it, um, you know, it, it, it would be a blood brother. Okay. And the interesting thing about um, uh, this guy, Carey Mullis, he's often he's often misquoted uh, by you know, people saying, "Well, what he said was that the PCR test should not be used for um, testing for COVID." Well, he didn't quite say that because he was he died before COVID broke, right? Let's be honest. But what he did say, he he, he by the way um, also was not exactly a fan of the whole climate change uh, bullshit that goes on. And he invented the PCR test, but he invented it for the amplifying DNA for investigative purposes for the police. And later on, the defense counsel started to use the PCR test to prove their clients innocent. Um, So... PCR test when he he made this statement. So he made a statement about use of PCR tests with regard to viruses. And this is the actual quote and I've taken this quote from the Reuters fact check. So anyone wants to fact check me on this one, go and fact check the Reuters quote. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Okay. Here it is. PCR is intended to identify substances qualitatively, but by its very nature is unsuited for estimating numbers. Although there is a common misimpression that the viral load number of viruses in the blood, these tests cannot be cannot detect free infectious viruses at all. They only detect proteins that are believed, in some cases wrongly, to be unique to HIV. He was talking about HIV at the time. We'll get that in a second. These tests can detect genetic sequences of viruses, but not viruses themselves. And he is, at the time, he was highly critical of the use of the PCR test to determine uh, a uh, HIV And he was also, sorry, he was highly critical that HIV caused AIDS. And he was highly critical of the use of the PCR test for the purposes of testing for AIDS. So that was what he actually said. Again, this is taken directly from the Reuters fact check page. Anyone wants to go and fact check that? Go and fact check that up the wazoo. I don't care. You'll find, you know, otherwise you're going to be fact checking Reuters. Knock yourselves out, right? So that is what Carrie Mullis had to say. And why he's often misquoted is because, well, you know, we're currently using these PCR tests for COVID. So let me tell you what PCR tests are. We're going to wrap this up in a second. A PCR, here's the basic basic principle of a PCR test. Let's say you take your pantry and you clean the whole damn thing out and then you go and bleach all the freaking shelves, okay? And then you go with an electron microscope over the shelves and you find, you know, uh, the most microscopic piece of Flower, you know, like it's 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 so small, some something that which came from your flower flower uh, bag or pot or whatever, right? Microscopic, and from that you deduce that you had an entire wheat plantation growing in your pantry. That is what they're doing with the PCR test. They're taking it, they're amplifying it beyond all reason of a doubt, reasonable doubt, well actually beyond all reason, sorry, and using that to deduce that there is SARS-CoV-2 in there. Whether or not you have SARS-CoV-2 or even if you have SARS-CoV-2 doesn't mean you're infected, even if you're infected, doesn't mean you have COVID, we've been to that one before and we'll go into it again. But basically that is what the PCR test, how the PCR test is being used. It's a photocopy of a photocopy They're amplifying it so many times, by the end of amplifying it 36 to 40 times, which is well beyond any sort of norm, even for DNA testing, you could determine that you have anything there, okay? It is absolutely nuts. So in closing, uh, like I said, there's so much more to cover, but I'm going to come back to that because it's 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 just uh, getting on time. In closing out this one, um, I want you to be aware of what's happening and also what's happening is what uh, you need to use the same strategies in reverse. So as I said in the very beginning, they've been softening you up, conditioning you in the beginning now the big push towards the vaccine then the big push to acceptance by the greater majority of the population towards a two-tier society right those who are vaccinated those who aren't there are so many people out there public figures already pushing for that you can see that's the next step coming and then the whole global warming lockdowns start because they've already been trumpeted for over a year now so let's go back to some classic now this guy is quite often uh, misquoted well how do we all how do we know if he's misquoted let's be honest sun tzu from the art of war um, we don't really know if it's misquoting because everything that's out there is basically a translation of, uh, of the ancient text. but, uh, uh, he's often quoted as saying that, um, supreme excellence is attacking strategy. Then you attack alliances, then you attack armies. And this, uh, version of the quote is taken from the original author- authoritative uh, edition from Chiron academic press. And he said, "Thus, the. Tour generalship is to balk these plans, attack strategy. I'm paraphrasing. The next best is to prevent the junction of the enemy's forces, attack alliances. The next in order is to attack the enemy's army in the field, attack their military. Okay. The one that's always missed out is the worst policy of all is to besiege walled cities. But you see this happening all over the place, and we must, in 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 everything we do, we must use the same same thing. We must be attacking the strategies of the Covidian elite. Next best is to disrupt their alliances. And we can do that by talking to people and bring them back a sense of reason around this thing. That would be a good first step. There are so many people out there who have lost all rhyme and reason around this thing. Bring them back to a sense of reason about it. Let them see that the choices they are making, they have the right to make in a free society, and you have the right to make your own choices, or you should do, because right now those rights are being denied you. Uh, if you cannot attack strategy and cannot and, and cannot uh, disrupt alliances, you're left with two options, and both of those really don't win wars. Both of those are more effort. Than anything else, and this is where we're seeing most action being taken these days. We're seeing a lot of people going out and marching on the streets, and the politicians are mostly laughing at this. They're just sending in the cops, you know, uh, and and people uh, right? people are getting fined. Those fines go nowhere because most countries have laws which uh, make those fines uh, illegal or illegitimate. You know, and quite fr- quite frankly, you know, uh, it, it's surprising to see how many cops rock on up to a person's place, a pregnant woman, someone else who's been dobbed in by their neighbour for having someone over, whatever it is. they Five, ten cops rock on up to the place to arrest them, to fine them, whatever, for not having a mask, for having someone over. But if you reported a crime, a real crime, a break and enter, yeah, they'll be there in a couple of hours maybe. We'll come this afternoon. Probably won't bring a fingerprint personally. Last time we had our car broken into, which was a long time ago, mind you, still, they didn't even want to come over and look at it. okay, we'll take a note. Well, can you come and fingerprint the damn thing? And they finally came over. um, Oh, there's nothing to fingerprint. Okay, well, we're gone, right? Couldn't give a rat's ass, but they do give a rat's ass when you're having someone over in lockdown. They do give a rat's ass if you're not masked up, you know, wearing your 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 face nappy in a shop, and then they're coming in in force. Why? Fear. And I guarantee you, not all cops are bad, but there are a lot of cops like politicians and uh, other. Who've been to the, the 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 level of you know um, determining where society goes, such as health officials, they are on a power trip right now. So we need to appeal to people on the basis that you currently enjoy your freedoms, my freedoms, your freedoms are being abused, they're being withdrawn. Do you want to live in a society where everybody has the inalienable right to free speech, to speak their mind, to commune with people, to congregate, to get together, then you need to get people thinking about that and starting to push back, irrespective of where their position is on COVID, on vaccines or whatever. Get them pushing back on the point of freedom. It is the only thing that really matters right now because the next thing that comes is the Great Reset. Anyway, like I said, loads more to do. I will uh, leave that for another uh, episode, which will be coming soon, probably tomorrow. Too much to talk about, not enough time. hope you uh, have enjoyed this one. Thank you very much for um, for viewing. Uh, like I said, if it's first time here or if you haven't yet, and you're know, somewhere where you see a subscribe button, a notification bell, please click that. Um, and um, I will be back soon. Thanks again. Have a great day.